Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, this show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So in today's episode, we are going on to discuss all the black cards of M21 with our complete set review. And before we begin, uh, let's get a little bit of announcements out of the way. Uh, this show can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. If you want to help support the show, you can support the show at patreon.com slash magicwithzubi. And you can reach out to me on Twitter at magicwithzubi, on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zubi. And <clears throat> you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzubi at gmail.com. And as always, uh, we are... So these set reviews are a little bit more on the casual side. So if you're looking for more a competitive edge and all that, you're better off going somewhere else. So uh, without further ado, let's get some ads out of the way and we will go on to all the black cards for M21. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on magic singles and magic sealed product available. And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you. The all-new Magic for Normie show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic Magic for for Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on her YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Magic for normies. All right, starting off with the first black card of M21, we've got Alchemist Gift, which is one black instant target creature gets plus one plus one and gains your choice of death touch or lifelink until end of turn. Ooh, I kind of like there's actually a choice with that. I mean, I have a feeling most of the time you'd want to choose something like Death Touch for this would be a pretty good combat trick to instantly kill one of those pesky, maybe big creatures your opponent is playing. <coughs> but otherwise, I mean, pretty decent common, pretty decent combat trick, and yeah, I like it. Uh, the art on it is pretty uh, pretty cool, too. The I don't know if she's like a vampire lady or what with the green mist or whatever. Um, Next up, we've got Archfiend's Vessel, which is a one black human cleric creature. It's a 1-1. Has lifelink. When this enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard or you cast it from your graveyard, exile it. If you do, create a 5-5 black demon creature token with flying. Say 1-1 for 1 with lifelink. It's pretty decent. You know, on its own, it's not that great. You know, not not the worst thing in the world either. But 
The fact that you can try to cast it from your graveyard and get a 5-5 black demon creature token instead means it's pretty good. So hopefully there are some black cards in M21 so we can try to get this effect to come off here. Next up, we've got Bad Deal for four double black. It's a sorcery. You draw two cards and each opponent discards two cards. Each player loses two life. So I love the whole... Uh, this is like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Predator, you know, handshake type thing. It's that one popular meme. But um, it's, uh, I mean, the card itself, like, this would be perfect in something like my Kroxa EDH deck where I get to draw two cards and I make everybody else discard two cards. And, yep, there you go. Um, really like this card as far as sort of, like, limited playable. I might play this, you know, j just the fact that I get to draw two cards is really good, especially in black. I mean, six mana is pretty expensive, but if you also get a chance to make your opponent discard two cards, that might be worth it a little bit. Next up, we've got Blood Glutton, which is a four and a black vampire. It's a four three with lifelink, and that's about it. A four three with lifelink for five mana. Eh, I mean, it's got a pretty weak butt, but um, it's it's okay. I mean, not much to <clears throat> not not much else to say about it. It'd be like a mid to late pick more than anything. Uh, next up, we've got Cage Zombie for two and a black. It's a zombie creature. It's a two three. You can pay one and a black and tap this. Each opponent loses two life. Activate this ability only if a creature died this turn. So that might not be too bad, especially in limited, where you know there you could either have a sack effect because it looks like I do see. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's probably some sack effects here. I'm not going to go too crazy here looking for one. But if you do have a sack effect here, this is pretty good, forcing your opponent to lose two life. And that does matter a lot in something like Limited, where gaining life may not always come that easily. And I got to say, I love the flavor text of this card here. Six consecutive life sentences takes on a whole new meaning when necromancy is involved. Next up, we've got Carrion Grub for three and a black. It's an ins insect zero five. Carrion Grub gets plus X plus zero, where X is the greatest power among creature cards in your graveyard. When Carrion Grub enters the battlefield, mill four cards. I like how mill is actually becoming a keyword now. So this is when it enters the battlefield, it's going to get plus X plus O. Oh, no, no, it's not even ETB effect where. It's always going to get plus X plus O where X is the greatest power among creature cards in graveyard. So if you put in something stronger in your graveyard, it's going to get that plus X. So that's not too bad, actually. And I like how it's got a nice, uh, you know, toughness right there. And that's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I like this. I probably would play this card. I mean, at worst, you know, you get you make it what a one five or something. Hey, that's a pretty decent blocker for you, you know. Next up, we've got Crypt Lurker. For three and a black, it's a horror creature. It's a 3-4. When it enters the battlefield, you may sack a creature or discard a creature card. If you do, draw a card. So this, and it's a 3-4, so four mana, 3-4 is not too bad. But the ETB effect also may help something like your Cage Zombie if you want to be able to have your opponent lose two life. So you'd want to look out for a card like that if you're planning to do something like Cage Zombie. So for this card here, um, a 3-4 four for 4 is not too bad on its surface. And, you know, and it's a May ability. You don't have to. But you probably might want to because you want to draw a card, right? Next up, we've got Deathbloom Thalid for 2 and a black. It's a creature that's returning from Dominaria. 
When I say it's a reprint from Dominaria, it's a fungus creature. It's a 3-2. When this dies, create a 1-1 green sapperling creature token. So, yeah, a card like this, if you're playing heavy black, is always nice because when it dies, you get another creature. So it's like a 2-1 effect right there. It's a very handy creature to have and was very good in uh, Dominaria Limited, if I remember correctly. Next up, we've got Demonic Embrace. For one double black, it's an enchantment aura. You enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus three, plus one. Has flying and is a demon in addition to its other types. You may cast Demonic Embrace from your graveyard by paying three life and discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs. Ooh, that's pretty cool. So you can keep having this reoccur over and over again as long as you pay the life and discard a card. That might not be too bad. Is this a pack one, pick one playable? I would say no, but I'd be really tempted to just to try it out. Yeah, th this is one of those tricky ones where it's like, uh, but it's it's cool. I, I like the art on it though. Where it's like a a person is falling or something, and they're trying to control their wings. So I'm like, that's pretty neat art right there. Next up, we've got duress. Good old duress. You are back again. Um, it's probably like in every set, right? Or something similar to it so duress it's a one black sorcery target opponent reveals their hand you choose a non-creature non-land card from it that player discards that card uh, resistance is unthinkable so it's duress i mean what more is to really say about it i mean you're either gonna want this card or not most likely it's gonna be a mid to late pick and it's been reprinted five million times Next up, we've got Eliminate. This is personally one of my favorite cards of M21, and I kind of wish it was printed last year in M20, and you'll see why very soon. Uh, so Eliminate is one in a black instant. Destroy target creature or planeswalker with converted mana cost three or less. I wish this was printed last year, especially after War of the Spark, because this would have been a perfect counter to Teferi, and this would have been a perfect counter to Oko. I feel like Oko would not have been as oppressive if we were able to have a card like this to destroy Oko. And Teferi would not feel that oppressive if, if we had a card like this. Yeah, you'd have to wait to play on your turn, but still... I feel like this card is a little bit too late for us, to be honest, because Teferi's rotating out soon. Um, but at least we're going to have this card in Historic for Arena, so there's that. But I feel like this is a little bit too late for Standard here. And as far as removal goes, this is the perfect kind of removal. This, this could be a potential pack one, pick one for you, and this definitely be a removal you're going to want because you're going to want to take care of those pesky flyers and possibly that pesky planeswalker that's out there too so next up we've got fetid imp for one in a black it's an imp creature it's a one two with flying you can pay a black and it gains death touch until end of turn so it, it could be a decent blocker that you give it death touch boom it's dead so not bad it's a mid to late pick more than anything and i like the little art um is this a reprint i if it is, I don't recall this card. Maybe it is a reprint. I don't know. But I like the little art. He looks like he's flying away from something because it looks like he was just caught on fire and he has a little skull and bones. Something. Maybe that was like he stole it and he's running away 
I don't know. Um, next up, we've got Finishing Blow for four and a black. It's an instant destroy target creature planeswalker. So for five mana, this is another premium removal in limited here. This destroys any creature or planeswalker. So while not as good as eliminate, because eliminate's a lot cheaper, this is just as good. This would be this would be an almost pack one pick one as well because it destroys everything. Five mana, yeah, it's a little bit expensive, but it it's worth it for sure. Next up, we've got Gloom Sower for five double black. It's a horror creature. It's an 8-6. When this becomes blocked by a creature, that creature's controller loses two life and you gain two life. Ooh. So seven mana, 8-6. When this becomes blocked by a creature, they're going to lose two life regardless and you gain two life. Yeah, this is a really nice bomb here and I love the art of this. I don't know if that's like a little town or something that the monster's like sucking up the life of people and all that. Oh man, that's um that art is pretty horrifying when you really look at it. it. That's like a thing of nightmares almost. Um I really like this would be a really nice bomb. So far, black the black cards are really impressing me so far. I really like it. Uh, next up, we've got Gormand, four double black demon creature. It's a 5-5. Five, five. As an additional cost to cast this spell, sack a creature. Has flying, has trample. When Gormand enters the battlefield, each opponent sacks a creature. Ooh. Ooh, I like that a lot. So, I mean, yeah, sacking creature, yeah, you can probably sack a cheap little 1-1. One, one. No problem. Has flying, has trample. Six mana. Little bit expensive, but worth it. This could be a good bomb for you because it's going to make your opponent sack a creature. What if they only have one creature and it's their super mega bomb creature? And boom, you just made them sack it. Yeah, this would be a pretty high pick for me. Next up, we've got good old Grasp of Darkness. Double black instant target creature gets neg four, neg four until end of turn. Um, we haven't seen this since what Battle for Zendikar or Oath of the Gatewatch. It was, I think it was Oath of the Gatewatch this came out in, and I'm glad to see this back because it's some cheap removal there, and this is pretty decent removal too. It, gets, it bypasses Indestructible. Next up, we have a very surprising reprint, uh, Grim Tutor. I This hasn't been reprinted since forever, I think. Um, what, what was the last set this was even in? And wasn't this card super expensive too? Uh, Grim Tutor, one double black sorcery. Search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. You lose three life. So it's sort of it's a more it's a more expensive vampiric tutor. Where vampiric tutor, you lose two life. So and while this is better than diabolic tutor, it's not as good as demonic tutor or vampiric tutor. But hey, you know if this is what we get in standard, where we get Grim Tutor instead, I'm all for this. It's better than diabolic. Not as good as Demonic, but hey, it sort of like meets in the middle there. I'd love to see Demonic Tutor, but then we'd probably be seeing too many crazy combo decks or something. So three mana seems appropriately costed for something like Standard, especially nowadays. And you lose three life, yeah, it's a little bit of a drawback, but hey, if that gets you your winning piece of the game, it's worth it. Uh, as far as um, Limited goes, I mean, I'd pack one pick one. That's only because it's a money card and I want this card for EDH. But, yeah, I'd probably pick it anyway because I'd be able to get my, you know, super strong creature out that I want. Next up, we've got Hooded Blightfang. That's two and a black. It's a creature snake. It has death touch. It's a 1-4. 
Whenever a creature you control death touch attacks, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Whenever a creature you control death touch deals damage to a planeswalker, destroy that planeswalker. So I would almost pack one pick one this. I mean, it's not that strong. It's a 1-4, right? But you're going to be dealing one damage regardless when you attack with this. So you're going to gain, they're going to lose one life. And then it has basically destroy Planeswalker if it deals any kind of damage with it. And if you can give your other creatures death touch, that's even better. Um, I kind of like this here. Hopefully there's some sort of like death touch tribal deck. That can come out of this. And I'm sure um, something like this would find its way in EDH. And someone will come up with something in EDH for sure. Next up, we've got Infernal Scarring. For one and a black, it's an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus zero. Oh, and has, when this creature dies, draw a card. So this is a, another reprint that we've seen a bunch before. And it'd be pretty low on my pick, to be honest. It'd be more of a mid to late pick. Um, because... You know, the drawing a card effect is great, but you always want to make sure you have more creatures and maybe, like, more removal spells more than anything when you're doing limited here. Next up, we've got, I'm going to butcher this name really bad, Karavek. Karavek the Spiteful, two double black. It's a human warlock legendary creature. It's a 3-2. Other creatures get neg one, neg one, so this affects your creatures as well. Don't forget that. Um, it's also very handy because it'll affect your opponent's creatures. So if they're like 1-1s one trying to enter the battlefield, boom, they're going to die. But be careful with this because it does affect your board. It is a pretty decent card. Just be mindful of playing around this card. Um, pack one, pick one. Maybe not. I mean, it. It's if there's better removal, yes, pick the removal. But this yeah early pick if anything pack one pick one maybe if there's really nothing better next up we've got a another reprint of kite sail freebooter it is one in a black human pirate creature it's a one two it has flying when it enters the battlefield target opponent reveals their hand you choose a non-creature non-land card from it exile that card until kite sail freebooter leaves the battlefield so this is always a very annoying card to play against and it is a good card as well, too, because, hey, you may be able to remove their pesky removal or counter spell that they may be playing, and boom. You know, it's Kite Self Rebooter most likely is not going to live that long, but hey, if you can slow them down a turn or two, all the more power to you. This could be an early to mid pick for sure. Next up, we've got a Planeswalker here, Liliana Waker of the Dead, almost said Walker of the Dead. Uh, two double black. It's a Liliana Planeswalker. Starts off with four loyalty. Her plus one, each player discards a card. Each opponent who can't loses three life. That's not bad. I like that. It's similar to Liliana the Veil, and it only affects your opponents as well if they can't discard a card. Uh, her neg three is target creature gets neg x, neg x until end of turn, where x is number of cards in your graveyard. Okay, that's not bad either, you know, because you want to feed into your graveyard and some decent removal. Uh, and her neg seven is you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. So looking at this Planeswalker's abilities by itself, it does a pretty bad job of protecting itself. Because if your opponent has multiple creatures... And let's say they have two creatures, right? And you don't have any. So it's most likely going to die on their turn. And 
you're only going to really be able to remove one creature at best. So it's, uh, I mean, if I was playing a discard deck in standard or historic, yeah, I would like this card. You know, this with Davriel and and this card as well too. I'd really like it plus with Waste Knot. So it's a good card. I just think in something like Limited, it's we've seen better we've seen better planeswalkers before. I mean, I would pack one, pick one this regardless because it's a planeswalker, right? They're not focusing on your life total. They're focusing on the planeswalker. So it slows them down and it helps you get a turn or two in order to get something better to help deal with your opponent's board. So it's, I yeah, pack one, pick one. It's, it's good. It's just, we've seen better Liliana's before. Um, I, I do like the art of this though. It kind of looks like she's, trying to redeem herself after the whole Nicobolus fiasco and especially it looks like she's looking forlorn because of after basically Gideon's sacrifice right I hope that they really have her try to turn around right instead of just being always the evil one so next up we've got Liliana's devotee two in a black it's a human warlock creature that's a two three zombies you control get plus one plus oh at the beginning of your end step if a creature died this turn you may pay one in a black if you do create a two two black zombie creature token so i kind of like this card this would be an early pick for me because not only does it buff your zombies but you know if you have a sack effect or you let one of your creatures die you just pay another one in a black and create a poop out another zombie heck yeah I I like this a lot, and even in like a zombies deck, like EDH zombies deck, I might be tempted to play a card like this, ma mainly because of the anthem effect, but also the possibility of pooping out a zombie. Next up, we've got Liliana's Standard Bearer for two and a black. It's a zombie night creature. It's a three one with flash. When it enters the battlefield, draw X cards where X is the number of creatures that died under your control this turn. Ooh, okay, okay, so. I like this a lot, and hear me out here. Now, EDH, right? Let's play, say you're playing Zombie Tribal in EDH. Someone comes out with a Wrath of God, Day of Judgment, whatever. Wh whatever the play is to do a board wipe. Um, You know what? Okay, so yeah, that sucks. They did a board wipe, they killed 10 of your zombies, and then, oh no, at the end of their turn, you flash this in, and you got to draw 10 cards because they killed 10 of your zombies. Yes. This would definitely go in a zombie deck. Yes, yes, yes. So much yes. I like it. And there's not much else to say about it. Pack one, pick one. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I probably would. Just, just for the draw effect. Next up, we've got Liliana Steward for one black. It's a zombie. It's a 1-2. You can tap this to sack Liliana Steward. Target opponent discards a card. Activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. So if you need a sack outlet... You could pick up this card if you need something to help out with some sack outlets. And, you know, if you maybe if you want to poop out another zombie as well, too, with Liliana's Devotee. So, I mean, it's not the worst card ever. It also helps you, helps you have your opponent discard a card. So, it's not too bad. But, I mean, definitely a mid-delay pick more than anything. Next up, we've got Ma Malefic, Malefic Scythe. Yeah, Malefic Scythe, I guess. Uh, one in a black, it's an artifact equipment. It enters the battlefield with a soul counter on it. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each soul counter on it. Whenever equipped creature dies, put a soul counter on Malefic Scythe. 
Oh, okay, so it enters the battlefield with a soul counter on it already. It equips one, and then if that equipped creature dies, you get another soul counter, and so they get plus two, plus two, plus three, plus three, etc., etc. So, hmm, that's not too bad of an equipment. I kind of like it. I might do this like an early to mid-pick for something like this. Yeah, I, I kind of like where this is going here. Um... But you always want to be careful with equipment, right? It's creatures and removal are always going to be more important, more than anything. Next up, we've got Masked Blackguard for one in a black. It's a human rogue creature. It's a 2-1 with flash. You pay 2 in a black, and this gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Not the worst, not the best. A 2-1 for 2, you know, it's not exactly a bear per se. But hey, if you need uh, another creature there, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I, I kind of like the art of this, too. It's all roguish and looking all quick and fast and stuff. All right, so next up, we've got a reprint of Massacre Worm. Uh, I'm kind of surprised to see this card. Does that mean we're going to be going to Phyrexia? Uh, new Phyrexia next year, possibly? Maybe during the winter or spring set? So, Massacre Worm 3, Triple Black. It's a worm. It's a 6-5. When this enters the battlefield, creatures your opponent's control get Nake 2, Nake 2 until end of turn. Whenever creature an opponent control dies, the player loses 2 life. So, pack 1, pick 1. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. What else is there to say? And this is going to probably definitely see standard play for sure. And, yeah. I, I mean, what more can I say about this? It's, I, I love that this is being reprinted here. And the art of this is kind of horrifying. Look at those all those teeth there. Um, love it. Uh, next up, we've got good old Mine Rot. Two and a black target player discards two cards. You know, in something like Limited, this can be pretty detrimental to have in Limited. Um, or to cast in Limited, I should say. Because there's not a whole lot of easy ways to get stuff back from your graveyard in Limited and... I mean, this would not be a very high pick for me, but if, but if I felt being cheeky, wanting to make my opponent discard a lot, there is a lot of discard theme in black here in this set, so maybe this wouldn't be a bad card to choose if you're playing draft or sealed. Next up, we've got Necromentia. Necromentia. Uh, one double black sorcery. Choose a card name other than a basic land card name. Search target opponent's graveyard, hand, and library for any number of cards with that name and exile them. That player shuffles their library, then creates a 2-2 black zombie creature token for each card exiled from their hand this way. Okay, okay, so it's it kind of sounds similar to Unmoored, Unmoored Ego, but almost a little bit better, in a sense. Um, so, I don't, I mean, this probably won't be very good in limited because this would be more of a sideboard card in limited but in something like standard i mean this is a sideboard card all the way and you pick out the pesky card but this this is pretty pretty decent here i, I like it and yeah they get some two two black zombie creature tokens which is not you know it's not the worst thing in the world it's not the best thing in the world for them but let's say they're playing a deck that I like to play on Arena, like Turbo Ulamog, and you say, hey, Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger, boom. You kind of just sucked out, sucked the life out of their deck, and now they can't do anything. So, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I like it. And I kind of like the art. Um, it's kind of trippy. 
Except we've got Peer into the Abyss, four triple black sorcery. Target player draws cards equal to half the number of cards in their library and loses half their life. Round up each time. So target player draws cards equal to half the number of cards into their library and loses half their life round up each time. So if you had 20 cards in your library, you'd draw 10 cards and lose up to half your life round up each time. Okay. Interesting. So six, seven mana to draw a shit ton of cards. I mean, it's, it's a pretty big drawback. And this is the art that Pixie Kitten really, really hates. And it is pretty fucking weird, I gotta say. It's really bizarre art. Um, but not a pack one pick one for, no, not at all. I, I don't think it'd be worth it in something like limited, maybe in, maybe in standard or historic or something. I mean, probably definitely something like EDH if you're playing like self mill, something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Uh, next up, we've got Pestilent Haze. It's one double black sorcery. Choose one. All creatures get neg two, neg two until end of turn. Remove two loyalty counters from each planeswalker. It's not It's not a bad little like pseudo board wipe, right? Um, probably early to mid pick. Something like that. And I, I really kind of like the art there. It's kind of scary. Uh, next up, we've got Rise again for a four and a black sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So just a way for some recursion there. Like this Rise again, and then you have something like the Archfiend's ve Vessel. You know, then you get a 5-5 five five zombie or 5-5 five five demon with flying. So that's not too bad there. Next up, we've got Sanctum of Stone Fangs. One in a black. It's a legendary shrine. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, each opponent loses X life, and you gain X life where X is the number of shrines you control. So obviously, if you're trying to do like five-color shrines and limited, this is pretty decent. I've seen shrine control in Arena Historic, and that can be pretty fun, albeit very slow. So this could be a decent addition to those decks. Um, and I, it's... I, I, I like it. I like it. It's just a... You're going to have your opponent lose X life regardless. I mean, in limited, eh, not the greatest. I mean, yeah, at at best, if you're doing, like, pure mono black and in limited, yeah, they're going to constantly lose, you know, one life and all that. So I'd probably look for something else, to be honest. Next up, we've got sanguin, Sanguinine... San, san, sanguine Indulgence three in a black sorcery this spell costs three less to cast if you've gained three or more life this turn return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand okay not the worst so you know at best you only pay one black for this to get some recursion going and you know it's a card you want to be on the lookout for i mean i could see this definitely playing this in edh especially in a vampire deck in edh you know get some creatures back from your graveyard next up we've got silver yeah, Silver Smoke Ghoul. Almost like I said Sliver Smoke. Uh, silver Smoke Ghoul. Two and a black zombie vampire. It's a 3-1. At the beginning of your end step, if you gain three or more life this turn, return Silver Smoke Ghoul from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Okay, cool. So if you got some lifelink going on, especially if you're also playing white, which has some decent lifelink, you could possibly keep recurring this over and over again. You could pay one and a black to sack this and draw a card. So this is also a pretty good sack outlet, too, if you're you know, constantly gaining life and get to draw cards. 
I kind of like that this might almost be a pack one pick one if there's really nothing better out there. I kind of like the recursion on this. Next up, we've got good old Skeleton Archer, a reprint we've seen many times. Three and a black Skeleton Archer. Uh, it's a 3-3. When this enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to any target. A 3-3 for four is not too bad. And plus, you can maybe ping you know, your opponent or get rid of a pesky 1-1 creature. It's not too bad. You know, mid to late pick. Next up, we've got Tavern Swindler. It's one and a black human rogue creature. It's a 2-2. You can tap this to pay three life, flip a coin. If you win the flip, you gain six life. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Post it's a weird way of trying to do lifelink. It's a gamble, right? So a 2-2 two, two for two is always decent. It's a decent bear, and, you know, hey, maybe you can start gaining some life, but it's not a high priority for me, really. Next up, we've got Thieves Guild Enforcer. It's a one black human rogue creature. It's a 1-1 one, one with flash. When this... Whenever Thieves Guild Enforcer or another rogue enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent mills two cards. As long as the opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, Thieves Guild Enforcer gets plus two, plus one, and has Death Touch. So, at best, this will be a 3-2 with Death Touch and Flash, and your opponent will mill two cards. So, I'd probably pack one, pick one this, because why not? You, you want to be able to try to kill your opponent pretty quickly there, right? Next up, we've got Village Rights. As... It's a one mana, it's a one black mana instant as an additional cost to cast the spell, sack a creature, draw two cards. Not too bad. As far as drawing goes, it's pretty, pretty common in black for something like this, and it's decent. And you know, if I'm heavy in black, yeah, I'd probably pick it. Uh, next up we've got Vito, Thorn of the Dusk Rose. Two in a black. It's a vampire cleric legendary creature. It's a one-three. And it has um uh, was it Sanguinin Bond or something? Is it Sanguinin Bond or Exquisite Blood? It's one of those two on, on a stick. Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. And you can pay three double black creatures you control, gain lifelink until end of turn. Yeah, pack one, pick one. Heck yes, all day, every day. And I'm glad that we're seeing this card here because it's one half of a combo that is commonly seen in EDH. And it's great that we'll be able to soon have this in Historic soon. Uh, next up, we've got a reprint of Walking Corpse for one and a black. It's a zombie creature. It's a 2-2. Two, two. It's a zombie bear, essentially. It's a 2-2 two, two for two, you know, mid to late pick more than anything. We've seen this card so many times here, and it also has a little Innistrad uh, symbol in the back of it, too. And last but certainly not least, we have Witch's Cauldron. For one black, it's an artifact. You can pay one and a black and tap this to sack a creature. You gain one life and draw a card. Hey, that's not too bad, actually, especially if you got some decent recursion going on in Limited and you get to draw a card. Yeah, I, I'm all for something like this mid to late pick or anything. Um, it's not too bad. Not too bad. So there you have it. Those are all the black cards for Magic Corset 2021. Hope you all enjoyed the episode, and we're going to move right on to all the red cards of 2021. So thank you all for listening and watching this episode, and hope you all have a great night.